0: I wanted to do something very special. (laughs) I wanted to give a shout out to Pastor Dave. Um, Last week's message uh, was so good, um, and it really inspired me uh, to take a walk. So I hope this week you were able to take a walk with God at a three-mile-per-hour pace (laughs) and be able to enjoy that time with Him. Um, today, the message is going to be part two of the walk. We're going to finish that walk. So um, it's going to be something amazing. But my suggestion is that if you haven't seen last week's message, to go and watch it, maybe after today's service or to, tomorrow. But don't miss it. Because, like I say, that's part, today's message is part two of what he had Uh, So it's very important to be able to get everything into context uh, to be able to hear also uh, his message. So, um, like I said, today is going to be really, really special. um, And what I want to do is I want to do uh, or highlight a couple of verses from uh, Pastor Dave's message of last week. And I want to do this for two things. I think... The first one is, uh, I want to show you a couple of nuggets that I found, uh, gold nuggets, and uh, I think it's going to be so valuable to us, but also is to be able to put everything into context. The message of today, uh, you need to understand these couple of verses that, uh, that we're going to see. Uh, the first one is Luke 24, verse 17, um, and it says the following, it says, And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. So this is key. This is key to understand everything, to be able to unlock today's message. Um, So these two disciples were going, we're in a, in a hike, <laughs> and then Jesus comes along, alongside, um, he doesn't reveal to them that it's Jesus, uh, and he starts asking questions, and what I want to point out is that these followers were sad when Jesus joined them, and why that is important, because um, if you look at the word sad in the original text, it's not like I'm sad because my favorite sport team lost today, or I'm sad because even um, we had a, a bad event in our lives. The sad that is describing here is extremely sad, so it is to the brink of depression. That's how they are feeling right there, and I think it's important to know because. Um, You know, to be able to understand what is going to happen right now, uh, and as we finish this walk, is to understand the feelings that they were having at that moment. They were extremely sad. These were followers that went all in with Jesus. They put everything, all the hope that they had, they put it on Him. And what happened is, everything that they had hoped for, it seems that it wasn't going to happen anymore. So they were extremely sad. Um, and and the, the question that I want to ask you today is, if you have had moments in your lives um, where you have experienced this, where you have been extremely sad to a point that you don't know what to do, To a point that you have lost all hope in everything that you went all in. It could be your marriage. It could be a relationship with your family, with your kids. It could be a situation at work. It could be, um, you know, different things that come to us, uh, different situations. And I'm telling you this um, not only as as a knowledge, but I'm telling you this as an experience. Because I had been there. <laughs> Before knowing Christ, I put my hope in the things of this world. And uh, there came a day that I lost everything. I was in the middle of a fire and literally lost everything in one evening. And it came the night and I didn't have either, you know, something to put on to go to sleep or even to brush my teeth. So... I'm telling you this because I've been there. Now, I'm not in your shoes. I don't know exactly what you went through. Um, I don't know exactly your situation. But I've been there where all hope has been gone. And where you cannot even think clearly. When you don't even know what is going to be the next step. Uh, Because you had a plan A and that went away. And you didn't have any plan B. You didn't have any uh, reason even to continue uh, to look forward for what it was going to be ahead. And that's the, the same situation that these followers were in. And I think it's very important to understand that um, because what we're going to see today is what to do when we are in that situation. What do we do when... We have lost all hope. And even if you are right now going through a similar situation, I think this message is especially for you. I think God wants to show you something so beautiful that is going to be able to change your perspective and is going to be able to change your life. So that's nugget number one. The second one is in the following verse. It's in verse 21. But before we read it, I want to let you know um, that in verse 22 to 24, I don't have the verses in the screen, but um, this is where the, the followers were telling Jesus something that really amazes me. And it's the following, that when they were walking, they already knew the news that Jesus was risen. So this is very unique because Why were they sad if they already had the news that he was alive? And you can read verses 22 to 24. It says that the woman came back with the news. But even if they didn't believe the woman, they also mentioned that some of the disciples went and they didn't find the body um, where he was laying. So it shouldn't be any reason to be sad. And... Let me tell you that the answer, let me suggest that the answer is in verse 21. So let me read that for you. In verse 21, it says, But we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. This is very important because the scripture is telling us that, yes, maybe they were followers of Jesus, but maybe there was something behind that. Maybe there was other motives, uh, and that was why they were with Jesus. And you can clearly see that their hope was put on the freedom that they were going to get when Jesus uh, Will you know be the one that uh, liberate their own people? Um, maybe they even think, hey, if Jesus is gonna be the one that is gonna liberate us, then he's gonna come into power, and then we're gonna be right there with him, and we're gonna position ourselves ready when he starts uh, reigning over Israel. Maybe they were thinking that I don't know, but um, the the real relationship. That God wants uh, to have with you that relationship where Jesus is everything to you. um, It causes you to put everything that you have, all the hope that you have in this world, and put it in Him. Um, And let me tell you something. Maybe you think, and you may say, hey Andres, but... You know, I haven't been through a difficult situation, and I'm not going through one right now. (laughs) Even further, right now, everything is so good. Even during this season, everything is so good um, that it's better than expected, better than other people have had uh, in this time. Let me tell you something that I think is key. People who follow their own agendas eventually will end up hopeless that's why it's so important that our hope is not on the things of this world that our hope is in Jesus so if you think that everything is going so good right now that you set some goals that you set uh you know some aspirations and you know Aspirations or goal are going even better than what you have predicted. Let me tell you from experience that if your hope is in those things, in those goals, in those um, aspirations that you have in your life, eventually you're going to end up hopeless. That's why this is a call to you as well so that we make a correction in our lives and we put everything, all our hope in Jesus Christ because that way you are not going to be disappointed. Listen to me, please. If, if God is speaking to you right now, me, think about it, meditate it. And if he's asking you to do some changes, if he's asking you to put your hope in him, then do it. Don't delay it because our tomorrow is not guaranteed. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you have Jesus in your life and all of your hope is, with, is in him, then you're not going to be disappointed. You know, things are going to come our way either way, but, you know, when they come, Your hope is not on those things. Your hope is in Jesus Christ. And even though you might have difficult situations, you're going to have peace and joy because you know that ultimately things are going to be okay. You know that Jesus has said to to us that everything works out for good. So, If we believe in him, we know that doesn't matter what situation is coming our way, eventually it's going to work out for good. And that's the peace, that's the joy, that's the understanding that you're going to be able to have. And (laughs) there is nothing better than to go through a difficult situation with Jesus. By your side, walking with him. So those are the two nuggets that I wanted to give you so we can enter into context. um, And and I think that's enough for the introduction. So we're going to see right now today's passage. Take a listen. Luke 24, 28 through 35. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened in the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Amen. And this is also very important to understand. The first verse, verse 28, it says that, uh, Jesus was walking, and it seems like he was going to go further. He was going to go to another town. Uh, and I asked myself, why he wanted them to feel that way? That he, because he, he had a purpose for them, and he knew that they were hopeless, and they needed some hope. And he was not done with everything. The, the walk has not been completed. So why he, you know... Made it seem like he was going further. Let me tell you, Jesus is a gentleman. He loves you desperately. But he never will force that we love him back. That's something that we need to desire with everything. And look at verse 29, the two disciples, when they found out that they were, he was going to go further, he says the following, the following. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, uh, for it is towards evening, and that day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. Look, look, look at the position of these two disciples. They, they really desire... Jesus to stay with them maybe before they were just following Jesus but now with all of their heart they are seeking Jesus I think in a relationship you have different steps different stages and I think the disciples were going through a new stage I think they understood that God loved them But it's something totally different when you seek Him with all of your heart. And right now, I want you to understand two things. The first one is that God loves you, loves you with everything. He's desperately trying to uh, have a real relationship with you. And not only one that you walk with him, but one that you count with him in every stage, in every area of your life. That's, that's his desire for us. And he loves us in that way. But it has to come a point in our lives when we desire the same thing. Even if you have been walking with Jesus for some time, it's totally different to walk with somebody that to really invite somebody into your home, into your life, and to be able to seek him. And that's exactly at the point that these two disciples were, or these two followers, Uh, they really wanted and seek for Jesus to continue in their lives. And he says that he went in um, and then had had a, um, a moment with them. Now, The next step that is going to happen, I think, is is so um, applicable to my life. I can see myself in this. One thing is to invite somebody to your house, and then you can invite them to your living room and have a relationship with them. But another totally (laughs) different thing is when you go and eat with them. When you spend some time eating, I'm, I'm telling you this, you may be able to uh, know me, have a friendship with, with you, but the moment that you invite me, or the moment that we spend some time eating, I think our relationship has gone to the next step. <laughs> so now you know. Now you can invite me to lunch when all this has been uh, passed away. But anyways... This is what happened in that relationship. Uh, Now they were going to be eating at the table together. And look what it says um, in the next verse. It says uh, in verse um, 30, the next verse, it says, When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. He was at the table with them at that moment. A totally different uh, relationship that he's having with them. And I think this is key. Why he said those words. Why he took the bread. And why he also blessed it and gave it to them. He says also that as soon as Jesus did that. Their eyes were open look look at verse 31 it says and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight so right now you can see that they recognize that jesus is this person that has been walking with him and everything is through the communion now The communion is something that we do to remember what Christ did on that cross. Um, Because before that sacrifice, we couldn't have any relationship with with him. Before uh, he came and he gave his own life for for our cleanliness of our sins, um, without that, we wouldn't have a new relationship with him. Um, So I think it's it's meant to be that he chose the communion, the Last Supper, to be able to remember. I know you have been sad. I know that you had put the hope in other things. And I'm, I'm not here to criticize you. I'm just here to love you. And the sacrifice that I did in that cross tells you that. That, that is not one to point the fingers. Why were you having this attitude? Why were you trying to th- uh, seek the things of this world? No, he's pointing to the cross and said, it doesn't matter how your life was. Look, I gave my own life so you can have a new life. And that's exactly what Jesus tells us today. That his sacrifice on the cross is what makes it possible for us to have a new relationship with Him. All things have passed away, and now everything has been created new. And you have an opportunity to change everything. Everything that you put your hope on, and change directions, and now look at Jesus And your life will be new. Your life will be different. That's why it's so important that everything that we do, we put Jesus in the middle of that. It doesn't matter if it's at work, in your relationships, with your kids, at home. Everything, Jesus has to be the center of it. Because he will give you the opportunity to make things right. Uh, He'll be able to even in your own life, be able to transform it, change it. And he says that he's doing that so we can become or, or look like a little bit more like Jesus. That's our guide, that's our example. Um, so, so he's using communion and we usually take communion um, and we usually go to the passage that he had before dying that is known as the Last Supper. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. Today, I want to take communion with you guys, and I want to remember what he did on the cross, but I want to also remember the words that he said that is going to point to the future. Our ultimate hope is not on this world. See, uh, Not only can we get to enjoy a relationship with him right now, we get to enjoy eternity with him. And that's all thanks to the sacrifice that he did on that cross. Now, he told his disciples, "Um, this is the last time that I'm going to take this with you until we meet again. And that's going to happen, and if you read um, Revelations, you're going to find that there is going to come a day after everything in this world has passed, after your life has become, after we, we go with Jesus and meet with Jesus, that he's going to um, take us into his home, and we're going to have once again a supper we're going to be able to go at the table and enjoy that time with him. In Revelation, he says that, um, that John saw a great multitude of all nations. And they were shouting and they were screaming. And the loud was so high that it seems like it was many rivers or it seems like it was even uh, from the sky that uh, you were having all this lightning. So imagine the joy, the, 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 the moment, imagine yourself celebrating with all the nations, everybody has, that has put their trust in Jesus, and we are at the table with him, enjoying what he had promised, realizing that yes, it was true, and now I'm able to take part of this. And now I get to celebrate with all of you. And I'm really looking forward to that. I know God has purposes for our lives. And until he calls us, we need to continue on those purposes to be able to continue to be witness for them. But listen to me. We're going to enjoy. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be celebrating with God, with Jesus at the table. And I want to be there With you. (laughs) I want to celebrate with you. And I know it's going to be a special moment. That's why I want you to think of communion right now uh, in that regards. Meaning we are going to remember the words of God. What he has promised is going to happen. And we're going to take the bread right now. And the bread is the the picture the figure of his body that he gave his own body so that we can have that moment with him not only now but also in eternity so think about that think how it's going to be in the future and let's all together uh, celebrate that sacrifice that he did on the cross Let's take the bread. Thank you, God. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for your body. Because without it, we wouldn't be able to even enjoy a relationship with you right now. Our life will be hopeless. We need you. We desperately need you. And you made it possible With that sacrifice. It goes to my mind, and sometimes I don't even understand. A God that created everything, the whole world, the whole galaxy, everything that we're even able to see with our own eyes, that you were humble enough and you loved us so much that you became one of us and died in that cross. So that we can have a new relationship with you. So that we can get to enjoy and rejoice with you whenever that time comes to have this communion again. But now it's going to be with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that sacrifice that you did. Because I don't think any of us will be able to do it. Only you And that's how you demonstrate your love to us. Amen. Now, he says that this juice represents, or or the wine represents, uh, his blood. And his blood was without sin. And that's the blood that he gave so he can cleanse us of our sins. Because, let's face it, we're not good enough. We continue to make mistakes after mistakes. But he's telling you, it doesn't matter what you have done until now. That's why I gave you my blood so it can cleanse us. And he forgets all of our sins, Um, again, for that sacrifice that he did. So, thinking about that, let's also... Uh, together uh, drink the the juice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood, because that's the one that cleans us of everything that we have done wrong, all of our sins. And now it's not us, but it's you in us. Now you're working something special, something new in our lives. And this is what allows us to get closer to you. This is what allows us to count with you, to be able to have you in the middle, in the center of everything in our lives. So that blood was so important. And nobody can live without blood. And you gave it all. Not not even a, a part of your body. You gave it all for our lives so that we can have a new relationship with you. And that's why we cannot give anything back but to say that we love you and to say that we recognize what you did and that we need you desperately in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So guys, <clears throat> sorry, um, guys. I want to conclude with the following. Um, in in Matthew, I don't have the verse on the screen, but in Matthew twelve twenty one, please read it because it's so key for everything that we have been talking right now. It says that his name will be the hope of all world. I want you to understand this. If you're going through a situation that you feel hopeless, his name is the hope of everyone. His name is your hope. If, if you had a situation where you didn't even know what to do next, remember that his name is really where we need to put our hope he is the living hope, as Lucas was saying. He is the reason for our lives. But, but the walk that these two guys were having with him, it doesn't end right now. There is a, a, another walk that they're going to take back. Remember that they were saying to Jesus, Hey, Jesus, don't go further because it's about nighttime and it's going to be very dangerous on the road. Uh, Stay with us because we don't want anything to happen. They were really afraid of the world. uh, And they didn't want even Jesus that they had never met uh, up to to that point. Because he was like a stranger. Um, So they were telling him, don't go further. And what amazes me is what the followers do next. Look at this. And, and, And I think it's so important for us to be able to understand. Luke 24, verse 33, it says the following. It says, And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the leaven and those who were with him gathering together. So, So look at this. They immediately, even though they were afraid before, but when they had this, uh, their eyes were open, this time with Jesus, and their eyes were open, the whole perspective changed at that moment. And he says that they stood up, and the only thing that they wanted to go is go back to Jerusalem and tell them what was going on. And I think this is so important because you can see a change on their hearts. Um, what they were able to experience was so important. So, it was so powerful in their lives that they didn't care about the night. They didn't care about the dangers of this world. They just wanted to go back and tell everybody else what it had just happened to them. And um, let me tell you this by experience. Once you get to experience a true relationship with God... Once, once he comes into your life and, and once you give everything and you put your whole hope in him, he changes your life. And, and you're not the same person. You're full of joy. And the only thing that you want to do is to go back to the people and be able to tell everybody what is going on. Uh, what has happened in your life. Look at this next verse. It's in Acts one. Eight, And he reads the following. He says, but you, this is Jesus after uh, he was risen just before uh, the, the going into heaven again for, for, to be in, in, the, in the right of the Father. He says to the disciples, the last words that he said to the disciples and the followers, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the purpose, think about this. Why Jesus doesn't take us to heaven as soon as we accept him in our hearts? Now we're saved. Now, you know, we can go to him. There is no purpose to, to, to continue here on earth. No, I want you to understand this. Um, he doesn't take us immediately because he still has a purpose for your life. He still can use your own um, testimony and to be able to bless others so that others are be able to be saved again or as well. So you are like the vaccine of this world. The true vaccine, people people are putting their hope right now and think that everything is going to change with the vaccine. The true vaccine uh, for our spiritual lives is Jesus Christ. And we got to go to the world. We got to go and tell them, be a witness. What is a witness? A witness is somebody that says, hey, this happened in my life, or I was able to see this with my own la- uh, eyes, and now I'm telling you that this happened. And, and that's exactly what God wants us to do. Sometimes we, we are afraid, and, and we don't know what to say, or, or we think we don't know enough Bible, or, or that we haven't memorized enough verses. What happens if somebody's going to ask me a question that I don't know? Listen, what God is asking you, not to be a theologian, not to be somebody that has a great memory. He's asking you to be a witness. The only thing that you need to do is tell others what God has done in your life. Do you know how, lo- how God loves you? Just look at back 10 years ago, 15 years ago. How was your life at that moment and how it is right now? God has been there for you in difficult situations as you were walking through the desert. He was walking with you. Maybe at that time you didn't even recognize it, but he was there with you. And you can see it. Now that you can look back, you can see that really God was with you. And that's the only thing that he's asking you. Go to the world. He says to Jerusalem, on all of the nation. It means go to your home, go to your neighbor, go to uh, your work. Um, Go everywhere and tell everything that God has done for you. That is why it's so important that if you have gone through a difficult situation... And uh, God was able to get you through, obviously, because you're here with us. He's uh, He allowed that maybe so you can be of comfort to somebody else. Maybe one of the reasons that he allowed you to go through that is because you were going to grow. You were going to have a new um, step in the relationship with God. And now you're going to be able to be or to bring hope to everybody else. Jesus is the source of hope, but you are the one that can show that hope to everybody else. Everybody else that has their eyes right now covered, that they're not able to see clearly. You are the one, the tool that God wants to use so that he can also come into the other people's life. And and I think that's so key. Remember, the Holy Spirit is giving you power. Do not be afraid. Once we open our mouth, He's going to back you up. And you're going to be able to share the great news. You're going to be able to share what you have experienced. And you're going to be able to share, be a witness and be part of what God is doing right now, especially during this season. This season has been so tough for everybody. Even myself, sometimes I feel tired. I feel that I don't see clearly. Sometimes it's hard to be able to go, you know, what we're going through. But God told us, that the hope is not of what we can see, what we the experiences that were happening. The hope is in Him. He is the source of hope. And if we trust Him, then we're going to be able to also show that to the world. And tell the world that the hope is not on what they can see, but on Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you right now and let me close this message in prayer Lord we love you thank you thank you because when we were walking when we were going through those difficult situations when we had lost all hope you didn't you came alongside of us and you showed us how much you love us. Thank you because you were there for us. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to even be here standing in front of you. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for that sacrifice that you did in the cross that allowed us to have a new relationship with you. And to be able to have a new opportunity in life. I pray right now for those that are going through a difficult situation right now, whatever that might be, Lord, you know, please, this is, this is something special that I, Andres, is asking that you be present on their lives, that they're, they're able to experience you in such a way that there is no doubt in their minds, in their hearts, that it's you with them in this moment. That everything is going to be okay if we put our hope in you. That you are the source of hope and that in you we can find joy and peace as we walk with you. And Lord, one day we're going to be together. It doesn't matter what happened in this life. It doesn't matter the situation that comes our way. Because ultimately, we're going to be able with, uh, to be with you dining. We're going to be all together rejoicing with you. To be able to, to have that experience, Lord. To be able to, to be with you for eternity. I don't think our mind can comprehend right now. But one day, we will. And it's going to be the most important thing that has happened in our lives. So allow us to put our hope in you. You are the hope of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.